Welcome back, everyone, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. Thank you for spending your final Saturday of the month of March with us. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. So much to read up on there as we make the turn into spring. This is the first full weekend of spring, and we got some spring-like weather out there. The melt is on. Snow piles are starting to disappear. Access to that great late ice action is opening up, so you're able to get out there on those perch and those pike and those walleyes a lot of fun stuff happening of course those rivers are opening up as well some big things have passed this week hopefully you got your applications in for the big three here in north dakota that is moose elk and bighorn sheep may the odds be ever in your favor of course a challenging draw but someone's got to get picked so it might as well be you hoping you got your applications in for those once in a lifetime tags and obviously we're looking forward to some great springtime adventures out there we're looking to see how our populations of wildlife came through this time of year you're seeing those pheasants start to creep out from those sloughs getting on the edge of the field scratching stuff up getting some food after a challenging winter in some places you're seeing those deer come out of those herding locations getting ready for spring i know fawning is a bit down the road but it's always good to see where our wildlife ended up coming out of winter and i think overall numbers are looking okay the winter was tough but not one of the toughest we've been up against there was a lot of snow in parts of the state but We have some strong wildlife. They know how to get through those tough conditions. And obviously with the habitat on the ground, you know, landowners, operators looking for programs like the Meadowlark Initiative and things along those lines. You can put grass in the ground. You can put that thermal cover in the ground that helps those animals survive. And it's never too early to be thinking about deer hunting when we're watching those deer come out of that habitat and into spring. For that reason, we caught up with Kip Adams. He's of the National Deer Association. They've issued their annual report, and we've got some pretty astounding numbers when it comes to hunting. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hey, as winter recedes and spring takes over, we're seeing those deer come out from their herding areas and move out into the open, and it's an exciting time. And, of course, it's never too early to think about deer hunting, which is why we have with us Kip Adams of the National Deer Association. He is the chief conservation officer. He's one of the first things you'll read in their 2021-22 season report, looking back a year on some great hunting numbers. Kip, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick, thank you for having me again. Uh, Always good to talk to you. Likewise, it's good to share our passion for statistics and deer hunting. Explain to the listeners what the annual deer report is. Obviously, you do a lot in that year between season's end and when the report comes out. Talk about what it's designed to do besides just for a fun morning read. It's really designed to to, to be a State of the Union address on on what's going on with deer hunting across uh, the United States. Uh, you know, hunters want to know how many deer and what was the age structure and all of that in their state. But uh, we do that for every single state. So folks can see how their state compared to their neighbors, others in their region or, or any other state uh, in the, across the country. Yeah, when you're talking about the contiguous 48 and you're talking about some of those Canadian provinces, you do a lot in that year after each season for this publication, which is kind of why we're looking back at these huge data points and and those points of interest for hunters. What are some of the big takeaways from the 2020-21 seasons out there in the report? Uh, Two of the big things. One is just from a sheer numbers of deer. Hunters shot more deer than they had since 2011. It had been quite a while, so a lot of deer went into the freezer. And probably even bigger than that was uh, it was the highest buck harvest uh, those that, with antlers. So all those bucks that are one and a half or older, it was the highest buck harvest in the past 21 years. So, uh, folks, a uh, lot of deer and a lot of bucks. 
Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I believe the number's over 3 million when you're talking about those antler deer. And when looking at the three-region survey harvest of those mature bucks, three and a half years and older, we're seeing some incredible numbers, up to 41% on average in those places where those deer are aged. What does that tell you about the mindset of the modern deer hunter and his or her opportunities out there? Hunters have never done a better job protecting yearling bucks, you know, and letting them get a little bit older. And as soon as they get to two and a half, and then some will slip and become three, and then slip through and become four. So hunters today have a better opportunity to hunt, you know, an advanced age structure from bucks than at least the last 150 years. So we're pretty lucky. Absolutely, we are, and so many good opportunities out there. We're talking with Kip Adams, National Deer Association's Chief Conservation Officer, about the annual deer report. With that increase in more mature bucks being harvested, Kip, the number of yearling bucks harvested is going down, the lowest in what appears to be the survey's history of 29%. How does that selectivity help herd health and the hunting experience? As much as anything, Nick, it just makes sure that, uh, that we have deer in all age classes. That, that's a very natural age structure. You know, that's the way deer evolved. Their, their social order works best when we have a complete age structure. And by hunters passing uh, the majority of those yearling bucks, letting them get a little older, just means those deer herds are worked the way they're supposed to. And then it provides tremendous hunting and viewing opportunities for us. And it's good to have, like you said, that solid age structure. But I think what NDA does a nice job of is pointing out the benefits of herd management without being too preachy or condemning hunters who might only have that one day to take a deer and and maybe taking one of those younger bucks. Why is it so important for the organization to strike that balance? I think it's nice because in in the past when we had a very skewed age structure that was very young, there, there was tremendous benefits to protecting those yearling bucks. Today, we have such a good age structure that as long as hunters continue to protect the majority of yearlings, we have very healthy deer herds. So somebody that only has one day and they don't have an antlerless license, you know, they want to hunt, they want to put some food in the freezer, it's entirely fine to be shooting, you know, younger bucks. For the rest of hunters that have more time to go afield and want to be a little more selective, hey, you know, there are some older bucks available. So we're at a really good time in deer management where we have the ability to to satisfy just about all of the different hunter types that go afield. Yeah, that's great. A lot of folks out there for a lot of different reasons. We're talking with Kip Adams of the National Deer Association. He is their chief conservation officer. Kip, when breaking it down, we're looking at North Dakota. We were fortunate in 2020. We had high firearm tag numbers. The pandemic pushed a lot of folks into archery hunting, which bumped our numbers up by 75% over the year before 2019. Looking back at that and kind of getting a feel for where last season was, obviously that'll be next season's report. Looking at 2021 numbers and maybe the future, what are you seeing regionally and nationwide? Well, as far as hunter numbers go, we we have been losing hunters for the past couple of decades uh, nationwide. So it it was nice to see that bump in hunters, you know, that's COVID caused. We need to have hunters to continue to fund our deer management programs and be ambassadors for hunting. So I like that. This past season, we did see a, a bit of a drop in hunting license sales in many places. But fortunately, it was still above what we saw pre-COVID. So it appears that, that maybe we are adding some hunters to the fold. And uh, that's really good for the future of our wildlife management programs. Absolutely. We'll ride that crest of that wave as long as we can. Another thing that was notable about North Dakota in this year's deer report was that it led the the nation, along with Pennsylvania, shooting the lowest number of bucks per square mile. Now, I know North Dakota is fairly vast, but what should hunters take from that statistic? And do you have any ideas as to causation or correlation when it comes to North Dakota? Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do just with the sheer number of hunters. 
So uh, North Dakota and Pennsylvania were on opposite ends of that, where North Dakota shot the fewest per square mile. Pennsylvania was at the top end. But if you take a look, North Dakota only averages about one and a half deer hunters per square mile. Pennsylvania leads the country with 15 deer hunters per square mile. So that, that simple hunter numbers makes a huge difference in the number of deer that we shoot. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing there, Nick. There's a lot of great statistics like that, a lot of fun things. Like you said, you can compare state to state, region to region. Check out the deer report up at NDA's website, and we'll get more information out there on that. Kip, another thing you call out in the report, and I think it's crucial at this point in time, we kind of hang on that knife edge, is managing disease, especially chronic wasting disease. With the, We've seen a recent spread here in North Dakota, adding a few units in the surveys this fall, and nationwide we're seeing it pop up. Headlines everywhere if you're online. It's tough to miss. What is NDA? doing to help educate and advocate for that CWD control in our country? Well, we, we provide as much information as we can to hunters because, because we can fight this disease every single day. Every hunter can do his or her part. Uh, one of the big things is to be able to, you know, limit the, the movement of the infectious parts of deer, you know, to make sure that we can sample and figure out where the disease is and keep from spreading it. So uh, we have a, a, an end, or a CWD resource center on our website that has all kinds of information to show hunters, hey, here's what you should know and here's how you can help. We, we look at this as one of the biggest uh, threats to the future of our deer hunting. And uh, so we spend a tremendous amount of time trying to protect our deer resources and educate hunters as best possible so that we all can be in this fight. Yeah, and you do a great job of giving a synopsis of all NDA does for deer hunters in the deer report this year. Where can folks out there find this year's installment of the report? They can go right to our website, which is deerassociation.com, and it's a free download. So uh, they can grab this or, or any of the other annual uh, deer reports that we have there. Yeah, and you have a lot of other great information up at DeerAssociation.com. Food plots, field-to-table, tips and programs, aging and biology, and as you mentioned, disease control. Where else can folks reach out to find more, whether it's on social or through email or reaching out to individual agents of NDA? We have all of the contact information is on our website there. Um, we have uh, our, our YouTube channel. It's from a bunch of videos to, to help folks, but uh, they can go right to DeerAssociation.com, or they can always reach me directly at KIP, which is K-I-P, at DeerAssociation.com, and uh, I'm glad to help them however I can. Well, we appreciate that, Kip. We appreciate all you've done, everything you've compiled in this awesome report. I encourage everyone to download it. And most importantly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for everything you do, Nick. Have a great day. So some great information there from Kip Adams with DeerAssociation.com, the National Deer Association. Check out the annual report. So many cool deer hunting statistics, a lot of great stories to help you get psyched up for the season to come. I hope you'll check it out. I hope you'll learn more, and I hope you're looking forward to a great spring and summer well ahead of that fall hunting season. But get ready, and if you do, I'll see you in our outdoors.